So how do you win your 2022 fantasy draft? You take the number one value in each round. But what does this look like exactly? Well, let's discuss. Now, assuming you don't have a top four overall pick, I'd be taking Stefan Diggs. Diggs leads the NFL with 330 targets over the last two years since he joined Buffalo and was paired up with Josh Allen. And he possesses the fantasy cheat codes for a wide receiver. Diggs was top 10 in both deep targets and red zone targets last year. He was actually second in the league in those red zone targets. That combination is lethal for fantasy. So you grab Diggs and now you'll want this next running back in round two. And that man's name is Aaron Jones, who to me is a first round running back, potentially even a top five overall pick, but you can get him in the second round of drafts. And he's as consistent as they come. He's averaged a sixth overall finish at the running back position over the last three years, 11th last year while dealing with injury for most of the season. And this year, he has Christian McCaffrey upside, meaning he has the opportunity and skill set to be a number one running back and a number one receiver. Because since 2019, Aaron Jones, without Devontae Adams, who's now gone and in Las Vegas, averages 25.9, basically 26 fantasy points per game. And this would have ranked number one overall amongst all players, including quarterbacks like Josh Allen last year. So we know Aaron Jones is good on the ground, but this is where that Christian McCaffrey upside comes into play. He was top 10 last year, seventh overall in targets at the running back position. And he was basically top 10 in efficiency production on his yards per touch. So we already know he's good when he gets the opportunity. And now more is going to come without Adams and even MVS in the fold in Green Bay. So when you throw more volume on this situation that Jones has been in as a top six running back on average the last three years, his upside clearly skyrockets. And now you want Jones in round two and you'll want this next wide receiver in round three. And that would be DJ Moore, who currently goes outside the top 12 wide receivers in the third round of drafts. And to me, he's the best third round value who now is going to get to play with the best quarterback of his career. Yes, I did not stutter in Baker Mayfield. Let me explain. Last year, DJ Moore ranked fourth in unrealized air yards, meaning he was getting a lot of targets and yardage downfield, but it wasn't being converted on. And this was due to Sam Darnold ranking 31st amongst all quarterbacks. There's only 32 teams in deep ball accuracy. And overall last year, he was 29th in true completion percentage. This is not good. However, Baker Mayfield in his three healthy seasons before last year playing through a separated shoulder the entire year has averaged a top 10 finish in deep ball accuracy. In 2020, he was sixth. In his rookie year, he was ninth. And in his sophomore year, he was 13th. Solid every year. So draft DJ Moore and then take this next wide receiver in round four. Now, despite poor production last year, Allen Robinson was still top 15 at getting open, winning versus man coverage. And now he finds himself on a new team, the Los Angeles Rams, with the quarterback who ranked first in the NFL last year versus man coverage in Matt Stafford. But the QB upgrade doesn't stop here. Last year, Allen Robinson ranked 72nd amongst wide receivers. Not great. Outside of the top two wide receivers per team, right? 32 teams in the league. 72nd in catchable target rate. 29% of the targets coming his way weren't even catchable. And this was due to Justin Fields ranking 33rd in the league in accuracy rating. We just said how bad Sam Darnold was as 29th. Fields was even worse than that. However, Matt Stafford was top 10 in true completion percentage just last year. Plus, everything coming out of Rams camp right now is positive on Allen Robinson. He is the number one talking point out of Rams camp. They're describing him as Robert Woods, except he's bigger, which is good in the red zone, more athletic, and more versatile. And we already know Woods was fantastic in this offense. Wheels up for Allen Robinson. And while we're talking about accurate quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford, you're going to want to take Kyler Murray in round five this year, who led the NFL in true completion percentage last year. But anybody 
anybody can just check it down and get a high completion percentage. That's not what Kyler was doing. He led the NFL in pro football stat of big time throw rate, meaning that he was making difficult throws. And even while doing those at the number one rate in the league, he was still first in completion percentage. Translation, he was elite last year. And not to mention, he obviously possesses the fantasy cheat codes for quarterbacks. And that's because whatever metric you look at, he was basically top five in, in terms of rushing for quarterbacks last year. And if you go over to his red zone carries, he was top five last year with 20. But in his career, he has 64 across three seasons. That is top four in the NFL over that time. So here's another way to look at this. Kyler Murray currently goes as the quarterback five in drafts in the fifth round, which is 29 picks after Josh Allen, even though he has similar upside to Allen. Now, this next wide receiver is rising quickly in drafts, but you can still get him in round six. And that's Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, who has top 10 upside. Yet he currently goes in drafts as the 30th wide receiver off the board. This is a mistake. Here's what you need to know about St. Brown. As a rookie last year, he was a top 25 wide receiver in the league at beating man coverage. And getting open that often contributed to a massive second half of the year performance. He was fifth amongst all wide receivers in fantasy points in the second half of the year. Now check this out. These are the only wide receivers that were better than him. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Debo Samuel. The four best wide receivers in fantasy last year. Now you might be saying, oh, but TJ Hawkinson missed time and Swift was out. That is correct, but it's a good thing that Amon Ra was able to get open when all the attention was on him. Now with those guys back, there'll be less defensive attention on him. Plus, St. Brown runs different routes on the field than Hawkinson and the running back out of the backfield and DeAndre Swift. And those routes correlate really well with where Jared Goff, the quarterback, succeeds. So you want to secure St. Brown, and then you can get this next running back even later. Now, last year at this time in fantasy football, Miles Sanders was going 35th overall, so a third round pick in 12 team leagues. And he ended up producing really good numbers. He was number three in two yards per carry. He was top 10 in yards per touch amongst running backs. He was really efficient in 2021. And he played in the number one rushing offense in terms of volume last year. Over 32 run plays per game were called in Philadelphia. So he must have had a great season, right? And not quite. Sanders scored zero touchdowns on 163 touches. Talk about unlucky. And he dealt with injury for about 35% of his games. A hand fracture and an ankle sprain. But check this out. Sanders now goes as the running back 26th in the seventh round of fantasy drafts, which is a four-round drop from last year simply because he was unlucky in terms of touchdowns and injuries. Now get this. He's now healthy and he's running behind Pro Football Focus's number one overall offensive line. And they have a lot of depth on this offensive line. Plus, the Eagles didn't draft any running backs this year. The only guy they have is Kennedy Brooks, who was an undrafted free agent, who was productive in college, but he's not going to threaten for RB1 touches. He might not even make the team. So expect Sanders to pay off for you in the seventh round. And similar things can be said for this eighth round running back. And that would be Chase Edmonds, who get this, because this is important to know. It's a little bit of a tidbit for you. He was the first running back off the market in free agency, meaning that the Dolphins and other teams had a lot of interest in him. And if there's a lot of interest in the player, it likely means he's going to get paid a decent amount of money. And his $6 million per year contract is about three times more than any other running back on the Dolphins, which means they're incentivized to use him a good amount. Now check out this recent piece of news. Raheem Mostart has not yet taken full participation in practice. He's just getting back up to speed in camp. He's running, but he's not cutting as hard. So he might not be ready for week one. And if that's the case, it would increase the chances that Edmonds earning workhorse usage to start the season. Now, this is important because since he entered the NFL, he's been a top 10 running back in yards per touch, production per touch. He's up there with Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, some really good running backs. And right now in my top 200, I have Chase Edmonds as my 66th overall player. So he's like a fifth to sixth round pick in my opinion, but he goes in the seventh to eighth round of drafts. And if you'd like to see the rest of my top 200, my tiers and rankings, my wants and avoids list updated every Friday, then simply click the link in the description and follow the two quick steps to acquire your supreme cheat sheet. And I'll throw in a $20 Amazon gift card for you.
million. If you don't enjoy the Supreme cheat sheet, I'll refund you $10 minimum deposit, what it takes to get it, and you can keep the $20 gift card. So if you want to join the hundreds of other people utilizing the cheat sheet right now, click the link in the description to learn more. So we're going to target Edmonds in round eight, and then you want this elite tight end in round nine. And that would be Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, who last year was the number one tight end in yards per out run and best efficiency metric for receivers and or tight ends. Now get this, last year, once Zach Ertz was traded, there was 10 more games that Goddard played without him. And in those games, he saw 34% more targets per game, nearly six per game, and 17% more fantasy points per game. He was basically a top five tight end week in and week out. But there is one concern. Goddard only saw six red zone targets last year and five the year before that, just 11 over the last two seasons. Now this is due to Philly's high red zone rush rate, but the front offense wants to throw more this year, hence why they added AJ Brown. And if that indeed ends up being the case, then top three tight end upside is in the cards for Goddard. Now in the 10th round of your drafts, you want to be targeting Tyler Boyd, who over the last three years averages a top 30 wide receiver finish. Now, despite this, he currently goes outside the top 50 wide receivers in fantasy drafts as the 51st wide receiver taken. But Boyd has a safe floor and a major ceiling because last year in two games without T Higgins, Boyd averaged 17.2 fantasy points per game, which was top five numbers. So he has that upside if Higgins misses. And then in 2020, before Joe Burrow injured his knee, he was averaging 16.2 fantasy points per game, top 20 wide receiver numbers. And that was when Jamar Chase wasn't there. So this translates to if either Chase or Higgins missed time this year, which is likely for a receiver to miss time in the NFL, especially one of two, then Boyd's ceiling instantly becomes a top 10 wide receiver week in and week out for those games. So this is a great strategy to follow to win your fantasy draft. Now, if you want to see five more players that you should be drafting sooner in drafts before your friends, then check Check out this beautiful video right here. And when your friends are saying, how do you keep beating us by 40 points a week? Only you will know. And hit subscribe if you have not yet already.